everybody. Welcome back to the Ohioan Podcast Network. Craig Shop here with you. Bob Garver, our New York City film critic, is here today, which means it's Monday morning, which means he's just come off of a weekend of seeing some new releases. Bob, how are you doing today on this Monday morning? I'm doing great. Uh, happy Monday. Well, you have three movies this week, so a full slate. That's great to hear. We're going to start off with uh, the biggest of the three, which is Jungle Cruise. Uh, a lot of people said that they were surprised about the box office return for Jungle Cruise. It did win the box office. Uh, Bob, tell us a little bit about Jungle Cruise and, and what you thought of it. Uh, well, I am a big Disney fan, okay. uh, as, as I've probably made clear on the show by now. Um, I, uh, what Disney uh, wants here is another uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. Um, you know, Haunted Mansion didn't work out great for them. Tomorrowland didn't work out as as well as they'd hoped, and uh, Country Bears was a was a disaster. But um, but they think they're they're onto something with Jungle Cruise, and I think they're onto something too. But they haven't quite uh, they haven't quite hit it yet with, okay. uh, with Jungle Cruise, even though it's it's one of the more commercially viable movies uh, they've had based on uh, based on a ride. Well, thirty four million dollars opening weekend. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, of course. We all know him as The Rock in the world of wrestling. Uh, yep. Emily Blunt, who's always fun. Yes. Overall, I mean, you know, obviously this is maybe a mashup of a lot of those of, of a move of the movie you just saw talked about. Um, also, maybe some Indiana Jones, some Romancing the Stone, so a kind of a mashup some of a African lot of Queen is is in yeah. there with Bogart. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, uh, you know, did Jungle Cruise you know, sort of deliver? I mean, did something stand out? Maybe uh, the performances or maybe some of these action set pieces that we've seen in the trailers? I mean, for about the first two thirds of the movie, it's um, like a lot of people are saying, it is exactly the quality that, that you would expect. Um, you know, uh, Dwayne and, and Emily Blunt, they, uh, they bicker a lot. Uh, they go on some adventures. They uh, encounter some animals and some tribes, uh, and they're uh, trying to uh, get these uh, get to this tree that uh, will cure all the diseases in the world. And they're trying to reach it before uh, before an evil German played by Jesse Plemons, uh, who's who's the best thing about the movie. Jesse Plemons as the villain is uh, is a lot of fun. He's he's always great. He's um, yes. you know Todd on Breaking Bad. Uh, and he was on Fargo. Uh, the terrific, terrific actor. Always, always a show stealer. Um, and then about two thirds of the way through, they uh, they throw in a twist that um, doesn't really work. Um, because Dwayne Johnson is is just his personality is just so of his time, and uh, and this requires him to uh, have been around long before his time. Actually, the whole movie takes place in. Um, I think 1916. I, I heard it placed, and uh, and he he does not strike me as somebody who would be around in in 1916 with his with his personality and his delivery. Uh, and we find out he's been around even longer than that. That uh, that doesn't really work. But overall, it's it's you know it's fine. It's adventurous enough. Sure. Do you think that you know? Obviously, you talked about Pirates of the Caribbean. Do you think this is their next big, uh, you know? summer ride blockbuster that you're going to see maybe a franchise uh, come out of? 
I think I think there will be a franchise. I don't think it will be as successful as Pirates of the Caribbean, but I, I definitely think we'll, we'll we'll see at least one sequel for this. Okay. Uh, overall, what was your final grade for Jungle Cruise? Um, I give it a C. Okay. Um, yeah, it didn't really do a lot for me. I did like that it uh, kind of stayed true to the ride at some points with uh, Dwayne's character constantly cracking corny jokes. All right. Um, well, we move on from the summer blockbuster over-the-top um, Disney film to maybe a little bit more of an understated sort of blockbuster, I guess, with The Green Knight, um, sort of a uh, Arthurian retelling medieval story. Tell us a little bit about The Green Knight and what you thought of it. The Green Knight is a movie about um, this, uh, the uh, Dev Patel, he plays the nephew of the uh, local king. And uh, he lives a life of privilege, but not one of power. And uh, he takes on this challenge by this evil green knight who, who interrupts the king's Christmas dinner. Um, he tries to prove himself by, by taking on this uh, challenge um, by the green knight to land a single blow on him, uh, which he does by chopping his head off. But uh, the green knight is made of wood, so it doesn't count as a kill, I guess. Um, and then one year... Later, uh, he has to go and let the Green Knight lay a blow on him. Uh, but he has to travel all the way to see the Green Knight. And uh, it's a, supposed to be a six-day journey. Uh, but uh, he gets into all sorts of trouble and adventures along the way. But I'm making it sound a lot more exciting than it is. This is the most <laughs> slow, boring movie I have seen in years. Um, ever since that... Uh, that Vincent Van Gogh movie that didn't cover the the ear cutting off. Ah. <laughs> well, you know, uh, this film's directed by uh, David Lowry. Uh, you know, he's made a ghost story. He made Pete's Dragon, a couple of solid films there. Uh, overall, though, what what did you think of, of this, you know, this movie, The Green Knight? Did, what kind of a grade did you give this movie? I give this movie a, a D, and it's lucky to get that. It was... I, I, a lot of uh, it, last time I checked, it had a review in the '90s on Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm just I'm just not seeing it. Okay, because this movie is constant. It, it 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 doesn't do much at all, and then what it does do, it sets up a lot of things that that never pay off. Well, that happens. I mean, sometimes movies just uh, hit differently for other people, and sometimes they just you just don't see. It. And I don't I don't you know that that happens in the movie world. Everybody has a different reaction, and. Uh, you know, The Green Knight has been getting solid reviews and uh, uh, definitely was excited to hear your take on it. So we're definitely excited to, to see some difference. You know, somebody else, you know, it's, it's okay to be different, Bob. And that's uh, maybe you're the right one. Who knows? So um, a D from, uh, for The Green Knight. So another sort of interesting movie summer release was Stillwater. This is the new uh, Matt Damon film. He stars Tom McCarthy. This is his follow up uh, to one of my favorite movies in Spotlight. Uh, tell us a little bit about Stillwater. Stillwater, um, at least it starts out as this story where Matt Damon's uh, daughter is in prison in France uh, for murdering her, her roommate. Um, and he's visiting her and she's trying to get a message to a, a lawyer that isn't very interested in, uh, in reopening her case. Uh, so he tries to solve the case himself. He, uh, he thinks that there might be uh, a lead on who uh, may have actually killed the roommate. Um, and in doing so, uh, he doesn't, he's not really familiar with France, so he enlists the help of this, uh, this French woman 
this uh, single, yeah, this uh, French woman, this single mom, who um, then uh, goes on to uh, become his lover. Um, a lot of people are comparing this movie to, uh, to Taken, the way the father goes to Europe and is determined to, to bring his daughter back. Um, I would actually compare it kind of unfavorably to The Bourne Identity, another Matt Damon movie. Yeah. Um, in The Bourne Identity, um, Matt Damon enlists the help of this kind of random woman played by Franca Patente, um, and the two become an item. But that's like, it, it's in that movie, but it's like 5% of the movie. Right. In this movie, the relationship between Matt Damon and this this French woman who's helping him out—that's like sixty percent of the movie. Okay, that it, it, it's the the trailers don't make it seem like this, but the movie is like primarily about Matt Damon and, and this this French woman, and uh, I guess um, how he did such a lousy job with his with his first marriage and with um, his daughter. Uh, and now, uh, now he's getting like this shot at redemption, mm. but uh, but then the uh, the business with his daughter uh, rears its uh, rears its head after what seems like a very long time of him just just being with this woman and, and her daughter. Sure. Well, uh, it's probably I, I don't know if you caught this. Uh, a lot of people are comparing this, and even the person themselves, Amanda Knox, uh, is comparing this uh, movie to her story, which it's you know kind of. Uh, uh, loosely based off of her story, she was the American who was imprisoned in uh, Italy for uh, a few years, for four years, in, in the Italian prison after she was uh, convicted of the murder of her roommate, a fellow exchange student, um, where they, you know, they who they lived together. Uh, now, eventually, Knox was exonerated in 2015, uh, but it's it's hard not to to hear the the plot for Stillwater and not think of that. And I know she's actually. Uh, gone on a few little Twitter rants about um, you know her story being told with sort of without her permission, which is legal. But um, you know, did you pick up those parallels with the Amanda Knox story? And what did you think of maybe the rip from the headlines kind of meant the theme from that? Yeah, um, let's just say uh, if I were if I were Amanda Knox, I I would not be happy with the way I was portrayed uh, by Abigail Breslin in this movie uh, because um, I. I think it's I think it's different, just different enough that um, that they don't really owe her anything. But it's uh, it's similar enough that um, that if people were to draw parallels, it wouldn't it wouldn't portray her in a positive light. Sure. Well, uh, you know, Stillwater sort of uh, positioned as this you know summer release, but then also some people are are trying to get behind it as maybe an Oscar contender, maybe at least for Matt Damon. What did you think overall of this movie? Does it really hold anything or is it kind of a throwaway summer movie that just didn't quite make it? It's, it's too, it's too uneven with its, uh, with its tone, you know, first it's the first, it's a thriller and then it just drags in the middle. Um, and then it does pick up again toward the end, but it's, it's too late to, to get interest back in the movie. Uh, and no, I do not think it will show up at the Oscars. And uh, what what uh, final grade do you give Stillwater? C minus. All right, Bob. Well, thanks so much for joining this uh, joining us this week. Uh, what's coming up uh, next week for you? Uh, next week is the Suicide Squad. All right, the latest um, and, and only the Suicide Squad. So uh, you and I might want to talk about uh, doing a top five list. All right, fantastic. Well, we can't wait to hear your thoughts on the new James Gunn superhero movie. Uh, Bob, thanks again for joining us. We'll uh, see you next week, and we'll see everybody next week.
Thank you so much for having me, Craig. This is the highlight of my week. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.